On the Real Better Life podcast, we dig into the stories, failures, triumphs, and real-life adventures that shape and inform our tribe of real estate advisors in the pursuit of their better lives and those of their clients. It's real, raw, and unashamedly honest. Join Dave Ness, founder and chief troublemaker at Thrive Real Estate Group, for the stories worth telling. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us today. Today's April 1st, 2023, and uh, Saturday morning, beautiful Saturday morning here in Denver. And uh, Rob Alkama and myself, Dave Ness, are here um, just to kind of riff a little bit on um, ways of building business, particularly around the idea of um, working your sphere versus working with um, leads, which we're going to actually refer to as working with uh, strangers. So this podcast is is going to be um, focused on the idea of what are the challenges, what are the benefits, which one's better? Uh, is it working with you know people that you already know in your sphere uh, and that know you, or is it better to work with people that um, are complete strangers? And and in our industry, of course, those are referred to as leads. Whether those leads come from uh, Realtor.com or Zillow or Fast Expert or Pay-Per-Click. Uh, all of those, I think, would be, we would all agree, are in the bucket of leads. But we're going to retur- uh, refer to those as strangers because that's really what they are. They're people that you don't know. Um, and, you know, the age-old wisdom of, of saying, well, there's two groups in your life. One is the people that uh, you've met and the people that you have not met. <laughs> And although that might be oversimplified, it is true. There's people that you've met and there's people that you haven't met. So in our vernacular and language today, we're going to talk about um, strangers versus sphere and, and how uh, we, we hold those. Love it. Hey, so what's your goal by the time we're done today? Ah, yeah, I think the goal is um, to share some thoughts about the challenges and the benefits of both mm-hmm. and have the listeners walk away with a well-rounded view of, of what those challenges and what those um, benefits are of working both sides of the equation, st- sphere and, and strangers. Yep. Um, yeah, if, if, if our listeners are more equipped and more um, clear on, on how, uh, those, how, to, how to think about those, how to think about which, which one's better, which one's more effective, which one is, is, am I more attracted to, uh, and, and even thinking through like who I am as a person, which one is, is going to be a, a better fit for me. Mm. Yeah. So if, if our listeners have that, I think that'd be success. Yeah. It's just for a little context. If you go back to, um, go back to the phase of your career where you were still building your database mm. and, mm-hmm. and you were still in that production mode. Um, how did you start off building your business initially? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> Zillow did not exist. That's so crazy. <laughs> when I started building my business, neither did Realtor.com, neither yeah. did, you know, pay-per-click wasn't really that big of a thing. Um, you know, the current... Were you still rocking the pager? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Proudly rocking the pager on my hip because I wanted to look important. <laughs> did you have one of those MLS flip books with the pictures taped in? <laughs> I, got, I got in real estate right after that, actually. Okay. It, was, it was crazy, yeah. Um, <laughs> funny, funny side story. Um, IDX didn't exist. Okay. Right. So like there was no like online database where you could go and view all the homes, so to speak. Yeah. Just didn't exist. You could go to, you know, one brokerage's website and they would have all their listings, but you would not see anybody else's listings. Wow. 
so I guess that dates me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so in the beginning of, of my real estate career was was largely predicated on sphere a hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I just had the knack for, um, listings in a way I listed my neighbor's house. I did a good job of promoting that and, um, holding open houses. And then my neighbor across the street about a year later sold and it was a slow ramp up, no doubt about it. Um, but it was very traditional. It was very, very much oriented around, um, door knocking, um, open houses, uh, outreach, uh, keeping in flow with people, um, mailers, farming, and those, those strategies have, have always worked and they still work. Right. That's the funny thing is, um, our listeners might be thinking, oh, he's about to say, yeah, that stuff doesn't work anymore or it's dated and and you should think about working with leads. Not true at all. (laughs) Those things, those strategies, those tactics have made many, many, many thousands of very successful, uh, real estate agents, many of which I know. And, um, I, I guess I would humbly put myself in that corner of saying, yeah, that's where I started too. Cause the other ones didn't even exist. Right. So how far were you into your career when it switched for you, where you went from primarily working sphere to then, you know, um, another stream, you were working with some strangers before then, but when did you start working online leads yeah. for the first time? Yep. Yep. That was in 2010. Uh, was when the the corner kind of got turned. So I I got started in real estate technically 2004. Uh, got licensed, I believe it was end of 2006. So it was three years ish yeah. working okay. with a lot of open house um, type of type of business, which ironically is also strangers, right? <laughs> right. right. Um, but you would convert those into relationships and and move on from there. Um, but the the way that leads work today didn't exist. It was it was unknown at the time. And so in 2010. Um, I'll never forget. I got a call from a Zillow rep, which again, at that time, Zillow had launched and it was just putting a value on everyone's home. That's it. And so when they called, I had no concept of leads or being connected with anybody that, that might buy. Uh, And I ended up, I ended up spending, I think it was about 50 bucks a month. I thought it was a total scam. I thought this is ridiculous. (laughs) What am I doing? You know? (laughs) Uh, I'm kind of a pushover, to be honest, you know, like when it comes to sales. So, uh, yeah. And then that scaled from there in a, in a pretty big way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll come back to this at the, at the end. Um, but what's really interesting is as you're talking, it strikes me that, you know, here you are 2023 and as you've scaled your business and gone from, you know, producer to broker to, you know, now having a, a significant business yep. running, the method that you chose to scale was primarily through working with strangers, yes. working a lot of online leads. Yep. And so 100%. like you said before, I can see where there's a tendency for, for somebody who's in thrive or somebody who's at a brokerage like thrive, that's working a lot of online leads to mm-hmm. go, Oh, that that's the better way. And that's why we're doing that. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily true, even though that is, that is how thrive has scaled. So, um, there's a little tease that, you know, for at the end, we'll come back and we'll talk about, yeah. you know, why you say, Hey, even though this is the method I've chosen to really scale up thrive significantly, um, it's not necessarily better. No. And, and we'll talk about why. So why don't we get into this? Cause yep. here we are looking at this, this, um, this slide here. Yeah. Um, why don't we get into the challenges first and talk about some of the challenges of working with strangers and then we'll shift into some of the challenges with working with your sphere. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So working with, with strangers, there's, there's six key, um, challenges that I, that I would say are, are very, 
challenging and and cause some friction when when working with strangers. The first one is um, strangers in today's day and age. And, and again, just as a reminder for the listeners, we're talking about leads, but we're calling them strangers. But strangers in today's day and age are very uh, inflexible, mm-hmm. meaning we live in. Uh, some people call it the microwave society. I like to refer to it as the Amazon society, meaning um, if I can't have what I need, like now, like right now, yep. then then I'm moving on to s- something else. You think about um, open table, right? If I can't make a reservation within like two clicks and have it confirmed, right. screw it. I'm going to the next restaurant. I don't have time for this. It's all about convenience. It's all about convenience. Yep. Well said. It's all about convenience. Um, and so the online lead or online buyer, online seller, stranger, um, they have that mentality, no question about it. Whether we like it or not, it doesn't matter. That's the mentality. And the funny thing is we're all guilty of it. Totally. <laughs> like, if I can't have you know something delivered to my doorstep tonight uh, and it's you know 1130, I'm going to be highly irritated. <laughs> like, so whether it's food from Whole Foods or Target or whatever, um, you know, we just live in that society of instant gratification and that's, that's an inflexibility that is unique, I think, to working with with online leads. No totally. question about it. Totally. Well, and, and as you were talking about that, one of the words that popped into my head is um, transactional, right? Mm-hmm. It's The focus is inflexibility and convenience because it, it's transactional. There's no relational component. And that's no. actually number two on your list is relational void. Yep. Right? Yep. Relational void is, is a big one. There is no relationship. Um, hard truth is that initially... Um, leads, buyers, sellers, strangers, don't care about you, <laughs> nor should they. They shouldn't care. Uh, there's no relationship. There's no, there's no um, emotional bank built yep. yet. Yep. There's no trust established. There's no, there's no history. They don't know your resume. In fact, they don't want to care about you because you're a salesperson. 100%. Who's trying to, quote unquote, sell them something. Yep. yep. You're, just, you're just a roadblock to seeing the the undermount sink and the granite countertops, you know, <laughs> they're actually trying not to form a relationship with. Yeah. You. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that the work then becomes, well, how do I change that? Of course, how do I uh, win their confidence? How do I yeah. demonstrate value? How do I separate myself from other people? Uh, which there's all kinds of ways to do that. But, but initially there's a relational void. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Um, One other thing with that, because of that relational void, because they're actually trying to avoid the relationship mm-hmm. it, it makes rejection so much easier and low cost oh yeah right yeah 100 um and, and i think that's why people keep their guard up yep talk a little bit about yep. number four yeah um process driven is is another one um process driven is just it, it's extremely uh paint by numbers mm-hmm. when it comes to working online leads there's there's a lot of of brokerages there's a lot of agents that have it figured out and the funny thing is it's very scientific it's mm-hmm. learnable. It's literally just step one, step two, step three, step four. Um, I, I hate to say it, but you can kind of put your head on a shelf, not even think about it, and just execute. Right? Right, right. But that 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 is devoid somewhat of um, the creative side, the relational side, and I think a lot of agents like that side, uh, and they want it initially right away. And if that's the case, definitely better off working with Sphere um, referrals totally. and, and more of that relational business. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, another one is shelf life too. We've definitely witnessed this at Thrive. No question about it. There's a shelf life working online leads. And, and the reason why, or strangers, the reason why is that um, to do it effectively, 
it's kind of like being an on-call cardiologist all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Uh, and at Thrive, we, we try to soften that a little bit by having you, you know, work online leads for a week and then take a week off and then go back on the next week. And that's right. That way it's not so exhausting. But, but at the end of the day, it's super demanding because, again, it's a convenience-driven model where, um, hey, I need to see this house at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Oh, shoot. I'm double booked. I already have a showing at two o'clock. I'm running an open house. I'm skiing. I'm sick. I'm taking a vacation with my spouse, whatever the case may be. And in their minds, they're like, oh, that's fine. I'll just find someone else to do it. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so if you're not, if you're not um, on it right away and all the time, um, then, then that becomes challenging. And so that has a shelf life. That's exhausting. Let's be honest. It's not something that I don't think anybody wants to do for you know, years and years and years and years. Yeah. So, uh, you know, roughly in our world, I think the shelf life is around 24 months, something like that, where um, you can you can really sustain that. Now, all the, are there uh, exceptions to that rule? A thousand percent. Yes. There's people in our company that um, I can think of names right now that would that would work with strangers for the next two decades and be totally fine with it. They love it, you know. But by and large, if you're building a career, if you're building a business as a broker, um, you should expect that there's going to be a shelf life for your for your agents. How long do you think that shelf life is on average? For, for us, like I said, I think it's about 24 months. There you go. Roughly. Yep. You know, give or take six months, something like that. I think a lot of times um, right around the 18 month mark, depending on personality, depending on performance, depending on, you know, how much traction and how quickly an agent can scale with, with working with strangers. Um, but yeah, I, I think all in all, roughly 18, 24 months, somewhere around there, people start desiring a little bit more of a predictable, durable, sustainable business beyond working with strangers. Yeah. 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 Well, and if somebody is listening to this and they're like, hey, that's where I am. And they're, they're feeling that exhaustion of the urgency, the volume of work they're doing, like how hard it is when your pipeline is full to just turn it off mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, and, and my word of advice or my encouragement to that person would be, um, and I know yours would be the same as well, is, hey, it's just a season. Yes. Right. It's just a season. In fact, it's probably the most important season yep. of your business because you're laying the bedrock foundation for everything else you're going to build in years to come. Yeah. Right. And so I think when you can embrace that and realize it's not going to be this way forever, mm. it mm -hmm. makes it easier to, to, to embrace that, tolerate it, have a lot of joy around, um, hey, I'm, I'm doing this for my future, but it's not always going to look this way. Yeah, that's right. I think that's the hard part. Is that's, that's kind of like that concept of... Um, you got to play the short game. Yes. But if you lose sight of the long game, yep. It, then it then it's it doesn't land anymore. Do you remember this term, mental mushrooming? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. Where you start, you're having a bad day, bad moment, and you're just thinking like, it's been this way for the last few months. This sucks. It's going to be this way forever. And if it's in the, if this if it's this way forever, then and your brain starts extrapolating yes. that it's always going to be this way. And then what are the repercussions of that? And you can get to a pretty dark place pretty quickly. You can, you start thinking, I, I'm not sure I want my life yeah. to look like this, <laughs> right. like my entire life, like until I'm 90. You yeah. Know? Yep. yeah. It's, okay. it's so good. Um, yeah. The last one I'll throw in too is just, uh, it's expensive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is expensive. There is no question about it. It is expensive. So, so you pay for it. There's no question about it. You pay for it um, at closing, after closing. You know, a lot of our lead sources right now that that produce working with strangers, they have referral fees involved. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of some 25 to up to 35. Uh, actually, some of them are even 40 percent. 
right? That, right. that are a referral fee. And so I think the economics on a, on a per transaction basis can be looked at like, wow, that is expensive. I'm not sure I want to do that. Um, it, it's expensive. You, you do have to pay for it. And, and we'll get into the other side of working with, um, with, with your sphere and with people that you know as well and the expenses there. But there's no question about it. It's expensive because not all, but many of those people, uh, if you're working with the likes of a, of a realtor.com or a Zillow or um, if you have an ISA and they're getting down funnel, down sales funnel. And, and for the listeners that are thinking, what's a sales funnel? A sales funnel is simply, um, you can imagine a, the shape of a funnel. And at the very top of that funnel are people that are interested in maybe exploring buying, buying and selling. They all start somewhere. If you think about your own journey when, when you or you and your family started thinking about moving, there were some mental activities that started to happen for you, even though you probably didn't execute on buying or selling for two, three, four years, right? right. That would be considered top of funnel um, top of funnel mindset. And then mid funnel is I'm pretty serious about it. I've got favorites. I've, uh, gone to some open houses. I've researched some neighborhoods. I've kind of, you know, talked to some financing folks about what it might look like to move forward and buy or figured out how much my home is worth so I could sell. Bottom of funnel is, oh, I'm definitely doing this. Mm -hmm. And I might even have like a deadline by which I need to do it for whatever reason. Um, and so these types of, of lead sources that I'm talking about tend to, not always, but tend to produce people that are in mid to low funnel. And so there's a lot of work that, that doesn't have to be done on the top of the funnel to stay in touch, to stay in flow, to stay in contact, to stay visible, to stay available uh, for years yeah. before they might get down to the middle or the low funnel. Totally. And so the concept kind of, and we'll get into it on the other side, is um, you pay for it either way. 100%. You, you either pay for it with your calendar or you pay for it with your credit card, but you do pay for it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No doubt. So. Good. I got a question I'm going to come back to, but let's get into the challenges of Sphere. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll go through these pretty quick. Yeah. Sphere is interesting, by the way. If you think about Sphere, it's like, what is Sphere? Well, it's it's the circle of influence that you have relationally. That's how I would define Sphere. Nice. Right? You, you have a certain level of influence or impact um, or connectivity with, with a limited amount of people. Mm. It's not everybody, you yeah. know. And if you really think about it, if you were to sit down on a Saturday morning, pour a cup of coffee and take a pen and a piece of paper and write down, who who do I actually have relational influence or impact with? Both, yeah. both ways, them to you and you to them. Not just people you know, Mm-mm. people that actually trust you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And you look at that list and go, okay, some, for some people it's going to be 20, for others it would be 80. Maybe, maybe if you're local to your city and you were born there and you have high school friends and all that, it's right. 100. But it is limited. Yes. It's not ever expanding, nor is it, um, you know, infinite. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I refer to as sphere, um, just, just for the audience to understand that. Um, so one of the challenges with sphere is that it, it is highly outbound driven versus when you're working with strangers on a, on a lead source basis. It's inbound. Yes. Your phone dings, you get contact information if you're on a great CRM like Follow Up Boss or Boomtown or Sierra Interactive or whatever. These are people that are inbound, meaning they already have an interest that you could potentially help with and they are proactively reaching out in some form or fashion. Yep. Your sphere is not going to do that. It's going to be outbound. You're going to have to um, reach out and that sometimes that looks like postcards. Sometimes that looks like phone calls, breaking bread, which is a fancy way of saying getting together for cocktails. Social media posts. Social media posts. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Hosting events, uh, doing um, 
when when someone is getting ready to buy, uh, or sorry, when when you think about buyers getting ready to buy, doing a um, first time home buyer class, you know, it's mm. outbound, it's outreach, it's moving from an inward model to an outward model, and that takes effort, it takes design, it takes intention, it takes um, consistency over a long period of time, and I, I think a lot of times when agents get into the business or they've been in the business. They either don't realize that if they're new or if they've been in the business, um, it's just easy to forget. Yeah. It's easy to wander away from that. Yeah. And, and we could go a lot deeper on this, but you know, your second point is it's done by you rather than mm-hmm. somebody else. And I think the mindset and, it, and the skill set that it takes to prospect for your own leads, yep. even if it is from your sphere, even if it is from people that you know, um, the work of prospecting is very different than the work of uh, like real estate sales. Like, oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a totally different category. hundred percent. And yeah. so, um, back to your point, the amount, the amount of time, which, you know, if we're skipping ahead, number mm-hmm. six, the amount of time and energy and sometimes even money that it takes for you to prospect effectively yep. and actually have a really robust full pipeline is enormous. It is. Yeah. Yep. It's doable. It's absolutely doable. And it's been done for hundreds of years right and it will be done for hundreds more it'll be done for hundreds more and i love it it's it's awesome but i think the challenge because we're talking about challenges here the challenges is the mindset of someone who is either new or existing is well i'm not even really sure if you know spending 1200 dollars a month on postcards is going to work well guess what no one's sure (laughs) it might not welcome to being an entrepreneur welcome to being uh you know a career driven person welcome to building a business it might not it's a bet and and here's the other thing too is um when you think about outbound or outreach uh it's not just well i have everybody on my sphere or in my neighborhood on a postcard i have everyone on homebot if you haven't heard of homebot check it out i have everyone on you know whatever the system is that's what we call passive activity. Yes. Like you set it up, you pay for it, and it just kind of runs. And I think a lot of agents sit back and go, yeah, I'm doing sphere-based work. Yes. And I think you and I would go, no, you're not. <laughs> you're, you're paying bills so that crap can go out to the people in your, in your database and sphere. Right. Versus, yeah, I have everyone on, on that, and I've segmented my database, and I'm really targeting listings, and so uh, I'm, you know, focused in on out of 60 people I know, 10 of them are potential sellers for whatever reason. There's eight reasons people buy and sell. We can get into that on a different podcast. Yep. But um, but I've, I've segmented it and now I'm literally calling all 10 of those people to ask, um, hey, did you get my market update? Could we get together for coffee? Even if we don't work together, you know, I'd love to still walk right. you through it. And it's that, it's that kind of outbound um, specific activity that takes time, it takes money, it takes energy, it takes humility, it takes money. I think I already said that, but it's worth reiterating. Yep, yep. <laughs> so <clears throat> you you definitely pay for it. Um, yeah, the idea of, well, everyone's set up and I've got all the tools that every other agent in Denver has or in your MSA, and therefore uh, I just kind of sit back and wait for the phone to ring. Good luck with that. Right. It's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Yep. Talk about these next couple. We can hit these quick. Yeah, yeah, we'll burn through these. Um, yeah, it, uh, infrequent is one of them. Um, in, infrequent. Uh, that is is um, something that I think, without naming, goes un- underserved. Uh, infrequent being, you could have 50, 60, 70 people in your database. You think about it, um, let's say 10 of them actually transacted in a year. Mm-hmm. 10, 10%. 10%, yeah. yeah of, of your 50, 60, 70, or whatever. That'd probably be a decent 
um, proxy for what you could expect that year. Yep. Seven transactions. If you have 70 people that are in your sphere like we defined in the beginning. Yes. Which is these are the people that I have impact and influence on. Yep. And they have impact and influence on me. So 70 would be a pretty big number. So 10% would be seven. And, and that's not bad. It's not bad. But you're not building a career. No, and you probably, uh, the level of income on seven transactions is probably not enough to really make significant headway on your better life or some of your far out goals and dreams. 100%. Like you're probably paying the bills. You're paying the bills. Yeah. But not a lot more than that. You don't have discretionary income. You're not investing in real estate, that which I believe all agents should. That's probably another podcast as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you're not really advancing and in, in getting ahead at that point in time. And so, so that's a challenge. It's infrequent. Um, yes, that causes a lot of stress. It does. But it's a different kind of stress from the urgency, on-call, yes. crazy nature of, <laughs> of leads. Um, this is a stress of like, I, I don't know when the next one's coming and I feel somewhat helpless in my ability to control it or make it happen. Well said. And, and I've loved this phrase that ever since I met you, um, when you would talk about online leads, and, and we'll get into the, the benefits here in a second, um, you used this analogy of having a never-ending river of yep. consistent, predictable, down-funnel opportunities. Yes. Right? And and that's the exact opposite when you're working with your sphere is it's it's not a river. It's a pond. It's a pond. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that imagery is so good. It's uh, And the fish may not be biting that day. They might not be biting. And, and like you said, in, in many sales industries, you can, you can kind of um, control at a certain level. Yep when someone buys or sells. Yes. Like I know your background's in insurance yep. and you know you, you can kind of have a more of an impact on whether or not someone buys this policy right now. Most days you could go out and make something happen. Yes. Like you can you can have a certain control over that. Uh, and for the listeners, you know, Rob and I both sold books in college door to door. Um, and so you, you did. You had to influence over that. You could kind of convince someone to buy something. Yep. It's not the way it works in real estate. You're not going to convince someone to move their family and to sell a home and buy a home when it's not the right timing. They're going to look at you like you're an idiot. You know, yeah. it's just not the way it works. And so, so that's that's an infrequent thing where you just have to kind of maintain visibility, maintain um, presence, maintain value over a long period of time yep. that takes a distinct amount of endurance. Yep. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. I want you to take the gloves off. Okay. Okay. I want you to be honest. And um, if you're listening to this and your feelings get hurt, don't worry. He was talking to somebody else, not you. Um, <laughs> so we go, we go back to, you're going to pay for it one way or the other. And one of the things that we hear a lot is when somebody has been working online leads for a period of time, um, it starts to breed this dissatisfaction of, look how much I made on this. Mm. It's not very much, right? Yeah. I don't like the economics yeah. of this because my paycheck is a lot smaller versus if I'm doing sphere leads, mm. if I'm working in an open house, if I get a referral, you know, whatever, if I farmed a neighborhood and I get a deal, right. oftentimes I'm making twice as much or more yeah. than what I'm netting on an online lead. And mm. so it's so it's so hard sometimes to to deal with the pain of the economics when you're working on leads. And there's this thought. Um, and most people don't say it this way, but there's this thought like, I'd really like to do more advisor generated stuff because I make more money. It's more fun. The grass is greener over there. So what, what would you say to that? Hmm. You told me to take the gloves off. 
so I'll just say what I'm going to say, and it'll land how it'll land, and then I'll unpack it. Um, Get your Kevlar on. I, <laughs> I think it's short-sighted, uninformed, and immature. Mm. Yeah. Talk about we that. We just more. stop right here. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah, short, short-sighted um, simply because, you know, when you look at a per transaction basis, um, that's look that that's not thinking about the long game uh, at all. Yep. So I'll throw Kevin Shelley, one of our um, partners in Thrive and and just an amazing human being and great leader. Um, you know, when he got started, he uh, he worked exclusively, uh, except for like one or two transactions, he worked exclusively um, strangers. Yeah, worked online leads, yep. and he did it for a good. I think it was about. Four, three to four years, something like that. Yep. Um, funny enough, he he actually did a huge analysis. I think it was in year like four or five. It's on a spreadsheet. Uh, this could, this could be a good you know value share for our listeners if anybody ever wanted to see it. Right. But it's literally an Excel spreadsheet that shows in year four, I believe it was, um, all of all of his business all of a sudden became quote quote sphere based. <laughs> but. When you look back on it, and, and by the way, this, this gentleman was closing 40, 50 transactions in a year, so obviously a, a top producer. When you look back on it and you look at the original lead source, the original lead source yes. was what? Realtor.com, pay-per-click, Fast Expert, Zillow, yeah. like all yeah. of these stranger-based you know, sources. And so in our economics um, at Thrive, you know, if it's a company-generated lead, we do a 50-50% uh, um, commission split. If it's uh, adv- uh, advisor generated, it's more generous than that, 70, 30. And then there's a, a way to even earn more. And so, um, so all of a sudden in year four for him, it flipped, not, not just his database, but also the economics. Mm-hmm. And so for, for three years, yeah, he, he built it very uh, succinctly, very quickly through st- working with strangers, but all of a sudden, boom, in year four, it was like off and running. Um, and you know, you get into the high six figure, seven figure, uh, income. And at that point, you're not just paying the bills, right? right? You're, you're in development, which he is, you're in, uh, investing, you're in discretionary income, you're in vacation homes, you're in rental properties, you're in all kinds of fun things. So that's what I mean by short-sighted uninformed is, you know, I, I think it's, um, I think it's super easy to look at just line item by line item and go, Hey, this one's more profitable. However, on the sphere-based side of things, what we have to take out of that commission mm-hmm. is the, the commission that you get is the cost that went into it. Right. Not just the hard cost, but the calendar cost as well. Yes. All of the brain uh, power that it took to get there, all the risk that it took, the money that you spent that it didn't work until you find what did work, the videos that you create, all of the things that you do, that has to be taken out. That's what I mean by uninformed is that a lot of agents just go, oh, I make, you know, whatever, 20, 30, 40% more on this one. So I'll do that. Well, that's called revenue guys. Yeah. That's not profit. Nope. It's revenue. Yeah. Right. And that's so not, that's not your paycheck. That's, no. That's revenue for your business. And out of the revenue you pay yourself. Yeah. But you also have overhead. A hundred percent. And and I hope, I hope that's an aha. And I know I'm kind of being snarky, but you know, it's like you say, Hey, run your business like a business, not like a hot dog stand. <laughs> So, That's exactly right. So it's revenue that comes in and then you got to back out all your cost, including you, your cost, yes. your time, your effort, your energy, all the things that went into it. So, so let me let me ask you a really interesting question because we, we talk about this fairly frequently. Yeah. If I could if I could uh, plan out my year and if I could do 12 sphere deals 
um, and make X amount of money, or I could do, um, let's say 24 deals with strangers right, mm -hmm. that I met mm -hmm. through online leads Yep. and I made the exact same amount of money. Okay. Okay. Which one would you pick? Ah, yeah. So that's a, it's a great question. Um, and on face value, I would say, well, sphere is better, right? Because you're working with people that know you, you're working with people that trust you. It's more durable, you know, in, in that environment, if they call you on a Saturday and say, Hey, Dave, I want to see this house at two o'clock. And I say, I'm actually booked. I'm skiing. I'm taking the day off, whatever. The answer is not, well, I'll just find someone else. Yeah. The answer is, oh, okay. Yeah. No worries. Um, could, could you do Sunday? Could you do Monday? Yep. Right. Cause there's relationship driven there. So on face value, it looks like. So your quality of life is a lot better. Quality of life's a lot better. Yep. It is. It's more predictable. You're in way more control of your calendar. Um, you can say no and not feel bad about it. And, and the other person's going to understand that, hey, you know, this person has a life and I know them and mm -hmm. um, we'll get it done one way or another. So on face value, um, sphere is better. However, this is what gets missed a lot with with working with strangers in this context is given that they both uh, equal the same amount of money in, in your example, 12 sphere based and, and 24 strangers. At, at the end of the day, if we were to ask any amazing real estate icon okay yep. if we were to ask a coach tom ferry uh gary keller no matter what you might think or say or if you ever worked at um, keller williams you know gary keller's the granddaddy of modern day real estate he wrote the book on it literally um if you were to ask them hey at the end of a year which one's better to have 12 relationships of people that know you love you and trust you or 24 Okay, the guys that I know, like John Sheplack and Dan Beer and uh, Gary Keller and, you know, all these uh, all these people that we would all know and love and, and go, yeah, they're, they're awesome, would probably just stand up and walk out and go, hey, I don't have time for this question. <laughs> like, it's a stupid question. Of course it's 24, right? Like, you, you can leverage 24 100% more than you can leverage 12. Yep. You know, if, if, if you're expecting, um, let's say you know, 30% of your people to refer someone in a given year, whatever your goal is. Well, 30% of 24 is more than 30% of 12. Right. Like we all know that. Yep. And so I think that's, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier with uninformed, short-sighted, I said immature, because we have to grow up. We have to really look at what, what it means um, when at the end of a year, in your example, to have 24 relationships versus 12. The person that has 24 relationships versus 12 has more leverage. They have more tentacles out into the market. They have more champions that are out talking about how awesome it was to work with yes. that person, yep. which then scales and produces even more. So there's this idea of, of leverage in real estate, and it's usually attached to listings. Mm -hmm. Listings are leveraged, and that's true. Yep. Um, but we would all agree that having 24 relationships is more leverage than having 12. A hundred percent. hundred percent. So a couple closing thoughts, and then we'll pause and... Um, uh, part two will be, we'll get into the benefits, but yeah, love one thing I wanted to comment on is better, right? I'm using air quotes. Mm. Better is so unbelievably subjective yeah. because on the one hand, I think really what it comes down to is what are somebody's priorities or what are their goals? Yep. What are their ultimate goals? Because if somebody's ultimate goal is quality of life or their goals are very short term, yeah then I could see where it would make sense for somebody to go, yeah, if we're making the same amount of money, 12 is better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if your goals are, you know, more geared towards long-term 
you know, building a business, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, having economies of scale later on in your career. Um, well, well, then of course, 24 is better. And so it doesn't mean one is one is good and one one is bad. It's it's more of a question of the priorities of the person you're talking to. Man, so well said. I, I think about that question, which is what we'll get into, like you said, on the next podcast of, of what's the benefit of working with strangers. We talked about the challenges and what's the benefit of working with Sphere because we talked about the challenges. But the question comes up and I think all the listeners are going, OK, but tell me which one's better. Yes. Here's the answer. Everybody ready? Yes. <laughs> okay, they're they're both better, you know. They're both better, um, and and like Rob just said, it, it kind of depends on what do you want, mm-hmm. and and are you coming into it fully informed, and you can talk strategically and 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 educatedly about. Yep, I get the challenges of working with strangers. I get the challenges of working with Sphere, and on the next podcast, the benefits of working with both. And I've fully informed with eyes wide open chosen my path mm-hmm. and I'm a hundred thousand percent committed over a long period of time. When I say long period of time, I mean half a decade. If you're in real estate for less than half a decade, don't bother. Um, if you're in real estate for over a half a decade, then you're actually building something and, and it makes sense to yes. pick a path and go for it. Yep. I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave everybody with this too, though. Um, it turns out that it doesn't matter which one you pick in, in a sense, because you're going to work both. Yes. Everyone, everyone loves to talk about referrals, referrals, referrals. That sphere. No, it's not. Nope. Those are strangers. That's right. You don't know those people. And I guarantee, even though they've been referred to you, they're looking you up online. They're checking you out. They're reviewing your reviews. They're looking at your production. They want to know, is this person just awesome because Rob said they were? Or are they awesome to my standards? Yeah. Right? Yep. They're still interviewing you. And so they're strangers. And then open houses. Everyone's like, yeah, they go in the sphere category. No, it's not. Those are strangers, right? And so you look at like all the sphere-based strategies that people tend to talk about and and that I talked about at the beginning of this too. And you go, oh, um, those are actually strangers. And so in this business, if we're not good at working with strangers and good at working with sphere, uh, we're we're, we're shorting ourselves. Yes. And and we're not going to get the traction that we want to get. And so, yeah, sneak peek at part two of this podcast is which one's better? They both are. Yeah. I can't wait to get into it. Let's do it. Thanks for listening. And uh, onward and upward, we'll talk about the benefits of strangers and the benefits of sphere on the next podcast. Tune in.